0: Hi guys. I'm so excited. This is the seventh, seventh episode of Hi and Mommy. I am ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. So I know I've had some technical difficulties. I still am. I'm trying to get the video up and running, but it's hard. I still don't really know what I'm doing, you guys. I'm I'm going to get there, though. Let me tell you, everything that I've set for myself, I've done, especially thus far in my life. So When I fucking tell you I will get there, I will get there. But this episode is a little bit more like unprofessional, I guess, if you will. Not that it really has to be. It can be whatever the fuck I want it to be. So here I am letting it be whatever the fuck I want it to be, which is an earbud in my ear, cleaning my house, looking after my daughter and talking to you guys. So that's how it's going to go. So I'm diving right in to what I want this topic to be about, I wanted to talk about what it means to be a strong woman in today's society, and from my perspective, particularly, um, is that I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I feel like a lot of stay-at-home moms feel the same way, and I'll dive into what I mean by feel the same way in a little bit, about the judgment that you receive about being a stay-at-home mom. So again, some people may be like, you receive judgment. Like, what the hell? Yes. Not only will you receive judgment online, especially when you decide to go public with anything on your social media, but you will also receive it from inside of your own home. I had two of my own family members look at me and tell me that if I were to be a stay at home mom, that I better have dinner on the table every night for my man and have his house clean and I better do this and that and that. I was like, whoa, now mind you, they are from a little bit of a different generation. And here's the thing. I love doing those things for my family and my man. But there is not going to be a single soul on this fucking planet that's going to tell me that I need to do that for my man because of their beliefs. And now they know I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay? That was just one of them. That was just one of them. Then they proceeded to talk shit about how they worked their entire – just – I could go on and on, right? That was my first encounter. And I was fucking flabbergasted because I was like, number one, I am extremely appalled at the fact that these people feel that they have any sort of right to tell me anything. And number two, whoa, again, this is my relationship. So no one's going to tell me how to live it, right? So that's another perspective I'm going to throw in there. Just the sheer amount of, I I don't know what it is. Some of it is jealousy. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. Some of it is jealousy. Some of it is just they feel the need to tell you how to live. Or they think that somehow you traded in your powerful woman card to succumb to a man. That's a huge one. Um, so I'll dive deeper into that a little bit more into this episode. But... For me, it's being a strong woman in this society. So what that looks like for me and what I feel are some core things that make me a strong woman and what makes me look at a woman and be like, damn, I want to embody that and I want to be that is a woman who is unapologetically herself. I aim to be that always and I've honestly done a pretty good job. (laughs) If you know me you know that I've always been myself, like 100% through and through Carissa, like I've never pulled any punches, <laughs> like what you see is what you get. Um, I may not reveal every part of my life to you, but I mean, I'm pretty fucking real, pretty upfront. I'm not, you know, I'm, I I don't aim to blow smoke up people's asses. However, if you know me, you also know that, I do have a big heart, and I'm a nurturer, and I have helped a lot of people, especially when I had nothing. Not to say that I'm perfect, because again, you've heard prior episodes where I wasn't always that person as well. So there's many facets to me, but I've owned up to every single part of myself. Every single one. Today, back then, forever and always. So that's the number one thing, is being unapologetically yourself. And with that comes the self-worth and love to know your fucking boundaries, okay? And even, like, self-love and self-worth, there's no finish line with that, right? You, you don't just have that forever. It's not something that you attain and then you just hang on to forever and it never goes away. It's a fickle little fucking mistress, okay? There's some days where you're like, I'm the baddest bitch in the world. And then the next day you're like, cool, I feel like a beached whale and disgusting, Right? Um, and again, that's not dissing anybody who is a little on the thicker side, because boo-boo, we love you too, but we all know that we tell each other some sick fucking things in our head. And on the other end, I know a lot of friends who are really thin who are like, I look like a fucking little boy and I have no tits. The evil shit that we say to each other is my point. In no way am I dogging anyone, but I'm just saying the evil fucking things that go on in our mind. And I also blame social media. Another thing I'm going to tie into this discussion here a little bit later but I do blame social media because I think that that heightens that and just the media in general what people put out there they're constantly putting pictures of women out and whatever's trending or whatever's in at that moment is what they are pumping the fuck out and they're like if you don't look like this then you're failing as a woman like you know your fucking man wants this even though he's with you it's insane right and it plays it plays fucking tricks on you let me tell you so That's my point. Just the evil fucked up shit that we say to each other in our, or say to ourselves in our head was my point. But, but it's having enough self-worth, at least in those moments to know that you are valuable enough that not only does your opinion matter, but you are going to draw that boundary. If someone doesn't agree with you, that's fine. There's certain times where I'm like, I don't like this topic and I don't want to talk about it. If you want to keep talking about it, then I'm going to take the next step and remove myself or something. But my boundary will be clear and it will not be crossed. And it is up to me to implement that boundary. I cannot present, I cannot take that and put that responsibility on anybody else I can't sit there and say well you didn't fucking respect my boundary fuck those people you're the one that respects your boundaries you want to know why because you are worthy of having that boundary you have it for a reason and if you want it and you or don't want it you absolutely have the fucking right to express that so I think that's also a strong woman right? Not just succumbing to the needs of others or what others want or what your partner wants. It is knowing your boundaries. It's also knowing when to tune into that other side if you are a nurturer, right? Not all women are, and that's fair. But if you are a nurturer, it's knowing when to turn that off and turn it on, when to be nurturing and what souls to be nurturing to. Again, more into the boundaries. Unapologetically yourself, someone who knows their boundaries, I feel like that ties in, and then I feel like another thing, another strong, <laughs> another thing that makes a strong woman, and I feel like this one's obvious, is doing whatever the fuck you want, whatever is right for your family, and again, having enough self-worth to know that nobody's opinion fucking matters, and again, I know that sometimes it'll crawl into your head, and it will seep in like a poison, and again, I blame social media a lot of times, but Knowing, digging fucking deep in, and I'm not saying someone who's cocky, I'm saying a woman who is confident, digging deep in and saying I know what I bring to the table, and I'm not afraid to eat alone. I'm not. Because the company that I keep, I always say that you're the sum of five. The company that I keep is going to be people that empower me, that lift me up, that give me all those good, fucking mushy feelings inside. And I'm not just saying a romantic partner. You should feel that way from your friends. When I talk to my friends, I'm like, this is why we're friends. Because literally, Every day that we speak, it is you are capable of anything. You are the shit. And it's not fake. It's not just like, oh, my God, girl, I love your skirt, but it's actually hideous. No, it is true friendship. Someone who could also tell you, girl, you are fucking up. What are you doing? Right? Talked about that in a previous episode as well. So digging deep. Owning your fucking power, knowing who you are, and presenting that to the world is strength to me, right? And again, you're like, you just said that. Knowing who you are and being unapologetically yourself. No, no, no. Knowing your power and owning it. Yes, that does tie into the same thing. But they are different, and you need both unapologetically yourself. And to know that when you are unapologetically yourself, that you are presenting your best self, right? You are. And some people may say, oh, well, I'm not, though. Sometimes I'm a little angry. It doesn't matter. One thing, I, someone told me this the other day, and I think it relates to people in general not just couples, but I will say it how they said it related to couples. You're giving 100% at all times how you know how in that moment. Sometimes that may not feel like 100%, but it is your 100% in that moment. Because I, what I said and how the conversation came about is I said, sometimes relationships are 80-20. Your partner is picking up the slack. And he said, no. And this is really cool that it was coming from a man because I feel like it's so cool. Everybody kind of views men, too, like you're just Neanderthals. But it's cool going inside of a man's brain and being like, oh, my gosh, okay, that's actually really neat. And it makes a lot of sense. He said, it's 100 and 100. You're both giving 100 To the best of your capabilities at that point. And I feel like that just spans across the board, right? You're putting your best self forward. You are. You may not be presenting the information the best at that time, but that is what you can give at that time and that is 100% you at that time. Now, if you're not necessarily proud of how you presented yourself, that's a different story, right? We're not always going to be proud of how we present ourselves, but that is 100% you and you have to own it no matter what. And I guess that's my point. Unapologetically yourself isn't just owning the good parts. It's owning that, you know what, when I presented this information, I was coming as 100% me and I'm going to own that. And Even though it wasn't what I perceived to be 100% and what I could have done, it was. And again, if there's something lacking there, then I'll go back and I'll be like, I'll do it differently next time. Don't you fucking worry. I will. I will learn and I will adapt and I will do it differently. But, again, owning your power and knowing when the fuck to show up for yourself. A hundred fucking percent of the way. And, again, if you know me, (laughs) you know that is a strong suit of mine. I did have to work on my presentation of things. (laughs) But I'll be damned, let me tell you. I came as a hundred percent myself every time, baby. Every time. hmm and again, being strength as a woman is knowing that in all the times that I came as 100% of myself, those times that maybe should have made me feel shame, that's being strong as a woman too. Because I looked myself in the mirror and I'm like, damn, dude, that was you. That was 100% you. You can't fucking blame anyone and don't you dare. You look at yourself in the mirror and you fucking say, wow wow, you did that, you did that, and you either run from it, and hide from it, or you change it, right, or, I mean, there's other options, I'm sure, but those were the battles that I faced, I was like, I either run from this, and I say, oh, no, that wasn't me, and I I didn't mean to do that, or I fucking own it, and I say, yeah, that was me, but guess what, it's not anymore, yeah, I could own that, you're not gonna shame me, I'm not going to shame myself into feeling like I need to crawl in a corner and not admit the things that I've done. No, that was me too. That's strength as a woman, right? Owning that when you did bring 100% of yourself, even if it was something that you perhaps weren't really proud of, still looking yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and being able to fucking own that because I do. And it was very hard and it was a crazy journey. So that's strength. As a woman, for me, so just that I kind of got that baseline out there. There's a lot of other things, but those are some things that really um, stand out to me. Those are things that I admire in other women, as, as well as many other qualities. Let me tell you, many. Like I said, there's many other strengths, but those are things that I automatically see, and I'm like, wow. And I remember my aunt telling me one time, when you walk in a room, you could tell that you're confident. Me, she was talking about me. When you see you walk into a room, you could tell that you're confident the way you carry yourself, the way that you speak. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, because that wasn't always me. And I was like, damn, dude, I'm doing something right. Because I'm speaking with intention, and I'm moving with intention. I'm not dilly-dallying around and wanting to fucking make small talk and, you know, just sit there and be this meek, mild, little sweet thing, which I am also but in the times where I absolutely, again, needed to own my power, I did. And people saw that. So I think that confidence is amazing. Again, not cockiness. That's, that's a turnoff for me. But those are the core things that I really think make a strong woman. So you may be asking yourself, well, what the fuck, bitch? How does this tie into society? Come on. Well, I'll tell you how. How I think it does pretty relatable, I feel like, but in today's society, right, we have social, again, not only the media, but we have social media, so you have this, there isn't a shortage of fucking haters, my friend, okay, so in today's society, I think it's hard sometimes to own your power, because people want to cut you down, right, and again, self-esteem and self-worth isn't just I love what my therapist says there's no finish line to these things there's no like yeah baby I'm the shit and I'm always gonna feel that way no you have ups and downs all the time just like life right you're not always gonna feel amazing right so you may wake up that morning and be beating yourself up oh my god I should have read to my daughter more yesterday what did I do I'm this and I could have been a better mother a better part just the whole spiel you could be going through it all right And then you read those fucking comments on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, right? Of you being vulnerable or whatever, whatever, whatever. And that shit cuts you down. And all of a sudden it's robbing you of a little piece of yourself. When you fucking let that shit get to you, it's robbing you of a little piece of you. It is an energetic exchange. That person is meaning to negatively impact you. They are not saying it to be kind. They're not saying it. They are directing their hatred towards you, and it is an energetic exchange. Now they're robbing you of a little bit of your energy, that good fucking energy that makes you you, that's been pumping through your veins. Even though you may have had a bad day, they're robbing you of it because all of a sudden, boom, you gave them permission to. You gave them permission to rob you of a little fucking piece of yourself. When they make those, when people make underlining comments about your life or how you parent or your partner or what you're doing and you let it fucking seep into your soul and get to you and eat you alive, you are letting them rob a little bit of yourself, right? And that could be tough because then you look at yourself and all of a sudden the self-doubt creeps in and you're like, damn dude, I felt like a bad bitch yesterday, you know? And then today... All I feel like is a sad bitch. That's it. I feel like a sad bitch. I went from bad bitch to sad bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Quick. All of a sudden, now you're the sad bitch. Right? And that's fine. Because listen, sometimes sometimes you just got to be a sad bitch. Sometimes you got to have yourself a little cry-ski. And, you know, no judgment. But they rob you of a little piece of yourself. So now you're doubting the strength of your character. You're doubting the strength of your own self. You're doubting the strength as a mother. Am I cut out for this? Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe I haven't fucking doing this wrong. And as soon as you do that, it's a slippery slope, right? Because, mm. again, it's a journey, right? So you'll either say, ah, fuck it the next day. Fuck them. It's all right. I know who I am. Or, again, you'll let it seep like a poison inside of your soul. So I think that's a direct attack on the strength of women these days, right? And then I think also other women partake in the bad parts of social media and become very just not nice. Not people you would want sitting at your table because, you know, as soon as you left, they'd probably talk about you. You know, it has created this sort of like, Breed and species of person and mother that loves to make everything seem amazing. So, not only are you kind of giving people and letting them rob a little bit of yourself by letting them infiltrate your peace, but you're also comparing. You're also like, fuck, oh, dude, this girl is so perfect and her hair looks prettier and this and that. And her husband loves her. And of course, he does. She doesn't have a stretch mark on her. And She's like the epitome of perfection or just whatever the fuck it may be. You're now comparing, right? Her house is always clean. Nine times out of 10, if you turn that fucking camera, her house ain't always clean. Okay. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. I will throw it out there that I'm someone that likes to have a cleaner home. That's just me, but it's for myself because I have so many things going on in my head that I need a little bit of organization, a little bit more organization than most uh, and my partner will att- like he will totally agree with that because as soon as things start getting in disarray, like I'm losing my keys and I'm losing my mind, and like I need to have some structure. However, I don't walk into another mom's house that it's a mess and I'm like, wow, you're such a piece of shit because your house isn't clean. That doesn't matter. Are your kids happy? Cool. Are you a good person? Awesome. Like if you ask me a question, like oh my gosh, does this smell? And it does smell. Probably like yeah, it smells, but you know it's alright. I ain't gonna die. I'm not gonna die. We're good. But just, I, I say that because everybody's lives are so different. So, you know, you may compare. Maybe, yeah, she does have her house clean all the time. But what the fuck does it matter at the end of the day? Is my point. Sure. Let's say she does have her house clean all the time. Nine times out of ten, they don't. Okay. I may like things a little more organized, but it gets messy. Like, come on. We're raising children, but everything isn't what it seems. And even if it is, even if her house is clean all the time. Even if her husband is madly in love with her. I'm sure if you sat down and talked with her, there were times where I'm like, "Mm-hmm, yeah, that husband who's madly in love with me, we wanted to strangle each other at one point. Okay? At one point. There were times where he annoyed me, and I just wanted to fucking take a feather while he was sleeping and tickle him all night and then pretend like I was sleeping. Just something very annoying. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but just a minor inconvenience so I can giggle because he pissed me off. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, point being, things are not what they seem. So not only, again, are you letting people take away your power and kind of chip away at you, but you're comparing and you're comparing in a way that's making you feel less than, Right. So, now here comes the stay-at-home mom aspect, too, because it is easy for people to attack you and to compare, right? Especially when you're a stay-at-home mom. You have a lot of time to fucking think. <laughs> when you're a stay-at-home mom, you have a lot of time to fucking think. And if you're an overthinker, buckle up, honey, because nothing will make you overthink like a motherhood. <sighs> nothing. Okay, so you start to compare a lot, right? I see women who are working, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, they're working, and they're doing it all, like, they're being a mom, and they're working, and, you know, they're doing this, and then I look at other stay-at-home moms, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, how does she juggle keeping the house clean and her kids, and, like, she looks pretty every day, because, listen, I may have a more organized house a little bit, kind of, but uh, (laughs) what's going on up here? This bun on this face, uh, is not, <laughs> is not put together, okay, I'm talking like, I don't even know if it deserves to be called a messy bun at that point, <laughs> like an absolute wreck bun, a wreckage bun uh, is more like it, but again, the thief of joy is comparison, if you are constantly looking into someone else's yard and asking yourself why their grass is greener rather than looking at your own yard and thinking, what's making me think that the grass is greener over there? Like, my grass is either A, plenty green, or if it's not, B, what do I need to do to water this fucking shit? And we're in New Mexico, so sometimes I could be a real pain in the ass, but you know, you get the fucking analogy, okay? You get it. So, my point being it can become the thief of joy. All of a sudden it quickly robs you from those moments where you could be owning your power and just living your fucking life authentically and truly, but you are too busy thinking about what you don't have and how it's affecting you. Usually not in a great way. Right. But instead, why don't you sit down and think about what you do have now? I just need to say a quick little blurb. I do not like toxic positivity I aim to be positive and I strive for this and I do go to therapy. But again, I do not like the Oh my God. Well, why don't you just relax and like fucking calm down and everything will be green. And those people that are constantly positive, like to me, that just seems a very fake. Sometimes I'm like, bitch, I literally want to watch a sad, depressing movie and cry and eat my fucking weight in cookie dough. That's it. Or in my case, I want to smoke a blunt to the face and then eat my weight in cookie dough. Okay? Sometimes. Because sometimes I really fuck up my stomach, but that's another story. So. So. I do not like toxic positivity. I just, I needed to say that. I was like itching in the back of my little um, ADD brain. (laughs) You know, tangent. squirrel. but it was important. I don't like the toxic positivity. But. There are times where we need to sit down and kind of put things into perspective, right? Because you're working yourself up about something that could be completely non-existent. And that's not invalidating people's feelings. Like, dude, I'm an overthinker. Like, fuck. But then when I sit down later after smoking a few and just kind of taking a breather where I'm not overwhelmed, I'm not cleaning, and I have a moment to myself, I'm like... (sighs) Hmm, you know, but you really do have a lot of good things. And maybe we shouldn't freak out about that, right? So, comparison is the thief of joy. So, again, tying this into my perspective, I had a really hard time. I just talked about how I suffered with postpartum depression. We're coming out of that, and I'm feeling stronger and more powerful than ever. I'm definitely having some hard times. Through going to therapy, it's bringing up a lot of hard emotions for me. This week has been difficult, and I've just kind of shut everything off. And I don't know if that's necessarily healthy, but I was like, I just have to. And we went traveling with my husband. We had an amazing time. It was so nice to simplify things and just get a break and put things into perspective. But it was really difficult. Going to therapy, not only do I do therapy, I also go to a psychiatrist and I have a caseworker. I have so many people checking in on me and doing things. And and that's how I wanted it. And that's how I like it, because that's what's helping me in this time. But it's bringing up a lot of hard emotions. It's literally bringing up wounds that I thought were already healed and Jumbling them all up again, right? Mm. So, brings up a lot of tough shit, but I do feel more powerful than ever. Really, I do. I feel good that I'm putting in the work. And I love, again, what my therapist tells me. I kept telling her, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but she says, No, you're doing. And I love that so much. You're doing just the fact that you're putting one foot forward, you're fucking doing you shouldn't even say you're trying anymore, you're, you're doing it, you're doing it, and I was like, damn, dude, that's so true, again, shifting your perspective just a little bit can kind of really make you realize a lot of things, so I mentioned the postpartum depression, and that shit hit me hard, it really did, but it was hard, you guys, being a stay-at-home mom, really a lot, what I received a lot of was women, legit, and even men, you know, like, Prior friends or whatever, like fuck them. We're not friends anymore. But prior friends were just like, oh yeah, you're just gonna get knocked up and stay at home, I guess. Like that's what you're gonna do. Like, okay, yeah, that is what I'm gonna do. But the fact that you're saying it in such a negative tone and an aggressive way leads me to believe that you're placing less value on what I'm doing compared to a lot of other people who are working. Number one and number two, you're placing less value on me than my husband 100% he works he pays the bills he's top fucking dog what do you do fold some fucking laundry and vacuum get the hell out of here that's what you were reduced to and it's hurtful because you're like what I'm trying to raise a human I'm trying to raise her to love herself. I'm trying to give her the emotional tools that she needs for the rest of her life. I am raising a person of the next generation. I am loving this man who does provide a great life, but who also values me because he knows that he couldn't do it without me and I couldn't do it without him. We are a team. I am loving this man truly and deeply to give my daughter an actual example of what true love looks like. And I'm doing all of this with my partner who has been through his own generational curses and traumas and things just as I have. And we have been through a good amount of them, which I won't get super deep into, but we've been through them. So not only are we trying to do this together the best that we know how for our family But we're also trying to break generational curses, right? And it's insane to me that people almost, like, take it so lightly. Like, oh, all you do is vacuum and dust. Like, what? What? Please come spend a day with a stay-at-home mom. Please. My sister-in-law doesn't have kids. She's a fucking badass. We're super, super close. She's literally one of my best friends. Like, she liked me and stuff when she first met me, and I liked her, but, like, I don't know, we always say that we would, we choose to be friends, like, it's a bonus that we're family, of course, but, like, we're never forced into it, she's so fucking rad, but we're very opposite, she's more introverted, I'm more extroverted, you know, uh, we are very similar in a lot of ways, like, you know, we like to wear all black and listen to metal and shit, but I'm very extroverted and, like, bubbly and, like, yeah, what's up? And she's very, like, cool. Like, I don't really fucking want to mingle and small talk with you, but hey, you know. And I think, like, both are so fucking powerful, number one. And number two, like, she's a badass, has her career, kills it, is such a badass. But, like, she looks at my life and she's like, oh, my gosh, like I can ride 30 miles on a fucking mountain bike and wrestling that toddler to put on her diaper in the heat at the zoo was exhausting. <laughs> like, and I was dying, like cracking up because um, it felt good to have the recognition because oftentimes people reduce our value as stay at home moms. So that's something that ties in with being a, a strong woman. It's like people treated me like I turned in my badass bitch card to be a bitch. To be someone's bitch, which is kind of funny because if you have a toddler, you are 100% their snack bitch. Like, there, there's no, no way around that, okay? If they're screaming for snacks, trust me. Your, your fra- now frazzled ass is going to be delivering Okay, I, like, literally don't know why this recording stops when someone calls you, but I was joking and saying... You 're definitely a snack bitch if you have a toddler, one hundred percent, but I don't know why this rec- like I guess every recording does like when someone calls you that's the annoying part about putting out my phone, but what's even like more annoying is no one calls me, and for some reason, I'm getting a million calls and I'm trying to shift my attitude, but that really upset me. <laughs> I have to record this second little segment to kind of, like, branch off the other one because it, like, I was totally into that recording. There's no way I'm re-recording. I already recorded, like, 18 times. So, I'm like, no. (laughs) We're just making a second little segment that I'm going to put in there, which is fine. But I'm like, why are you calling me? Like, no one ever calls, and I'm getting so many calls. Like, oh, my gosh, and it keeps cutting me off right when I'm about to wrap up. So I'm like, for the love of God, can you let me wrap up? Anyways, gosh. So, like I was saying, like I was saying, you are definitely the snack bitch when you have a toddler. But it's like someone says, oh, you traded in your badass bitch card. And now you're just, I don't know, like a shell of the woman you once used to be. And again, those underlining comments too, like, oh, well. I am just really independent and could never let a man pay for me. And I just couldn't do that. When you weren't even asking for their opinion, that's the kicker for me. Like, okay, that's great. I wasn't asking if you're an independent woman. And by you stating that, you're now implying that somehow I'm not an independent woman. Now, I get it. What they're saying, like, oh, I'm independent. I pay my own bills. Okay. That's great. And I fucking Mm -hmm. love you for that. That's not my life, so yeah, I mean, again, it's an underlining comment, and I know that it may be well-intentioned, and some people are just kind of like shooting the shit, and you know, they're throwing their opinion out there, but sometimes I'm like, come on, why Why are you even telling me that? Like, is this important to share? <laughs> or are you just feeling weird about something I said and feeling the need to somehow put down what I'm doing. And I understand again, that it could be well-intentioned and not everyone means it that way, but there are definitely people who mean it that way. And so many stay at home moms will know what I'm saying. If they treat you again, like you treated in your badass bitch card. And now you're just going to sit around and be like, Oh, well I'll just be everyone's little bitch and I'll wear an apron and I won't say anything and I won't have any opinions and I won't keep up on any world events. Cause all I'm going to do is sit here and bake some fucking cookies. Like, No. Okay. No. Number one, (laughs) the biggest crock of shit in the world. And number two, who cares even if she was like that? But my point being, it is tough to be a strong woman in today's society. It is so fucking tough to present yourself as a tough woman and be a stay at home mom, especially when you have You know, and for me, being a feminist, like, this is what's crazy You have these, like, uber-feminists. Some of my friends are, like, you know, those uber-feminists. That's what they claim to be, like, I'm a fucking feminist. And I love them for that. But they were also the ones that give me the most shit. As if, like, I'm a fucking traitor now that I wanted to stay at home. And I enjoy being with my daughter. And I enjoy doing these things for my partner. Who, just throwing it in there, does value what I do. Again, I know I said this, and I know I say this all the time. He does value what I do, and I value what he does. Both of our jobs are important. The fact that mine gets the most shit and that his is deemed more worthy is insane. And by no other than other women. Because you want to know some of the people that have been the nicest are dudes, isn't that fucked up? This is why I'm like, women, come on, do better. We gotta support each other, especially as mothers. I get the most flack from other women. Dudes are like, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing, especially if they had wives that stayed at home. Like they're like, oh that's awesome. Like they're nicer about it too. I mean, granted, they're probably only doing it because they don't want me to like rip their head off or something. But still, sometimes it's appalling how many, how much backlash you get from people that are supposed to be your peers that you are seemingly supposed to understand you, or that's what you think. Right? So being a stay-at-home mom, you do get a lot of shit. You do. It's almost like you were a traitor and now you're just one big fucking blob that is this man's wife and this these kids or kid, child, children's mother. That's it. Yeah, okay. No. No. So if you know a stay-at-home mom and you've ever made those comments. Fucking make them anymore. And if you haven't been able to own your power, I get it, boo-boo. That's all right. But fucking own it. Because it is hard to be a strong woman in today's society, but keep doing it. Set those boundaries and be unapologetically yourself and never for a fucking second think that any stranger knows how to live your life better than you. Period. I don't care if you're a man, woman, teenager, what who you are, what you identify as. It goes across the board. No one knows how to live your life better than you. And that includes mothers. No one has the fucking right to tell you, but they still will. That's the problem. They still fucking will. And you know what you do when they do? Hmm, Okay. It's not going to bother you. You're not going to feel the need to retaliate because when you find that self-worth, you're going to be like, I am a fucking strong woman and no one will rob me of that including yourself because comparison is the fucking thief of joy. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry. This is two segments. You probably don't give a fuck, but I do. Cause it's going to drive me insane, but that's all right. Again, shifting our perspective, that shit pissed me off so bad, but whatever. At least I got people calling me, right? At least I have a phone. At least I have a house. At least they're checking in on me. I think maybe they want something. I don't know, but (laughs) I'm joking, mostly. (laughs) I'm just saying. Own your fucking power. It may be hard, but the things worth having aren't easy. Keeping you, keeping that strong, powerful woman. And if you are a stay at home mom, fucking go you. If you're a working mom, go you. If you're not a mom and you don't want to be a mom, go you. Because once again, say it with me, fucking class. Nobody knows how to live your life better than you. And nobody, nobody, Can fucking take something away from you without permission. Nobody can rob you of joy. Nobody can make you feel any certain way unless you permit them to. So cut it off at the knees. Flip them the fucking bird. I mean, be a little kinder than that. Don't really do that. You know, we do want to lead with a little more kindness just because those people probably aren't in a good place. But still hold the boundary and say, nope. I don't fuck with you. Okay. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll wrap this up here and tell me some other things that you think are strengths of women. Tell me some other things that you think make a strong woman. Tell me a fucking story of how you were a strong woman. Tell me a story about how you got shut down. Tell me all the fucking stories. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. We'll be back again next week.